accessible. You know, it's very user friendly and uh, it can be done, you know, in like a million different ways. Sure. Which I think is great. Hello and welcome to Drink a Little Lead with me, your music podcast dedicated to our song. My name is Ita and today I'm hosting my friend Cooper Kendall to sing with me and talk about four German songs from the cycle Die Schöne Müllerin by Franz Schubert. Cooper. Um, I'm 26. Uh, I'm a musician, obviously. Um, and I recently moved here to Basel uh, to continue my studies and to sort of branch out a little bit, find a new network and uh, make some new connections. I think there's more, more going on here for classical music than in the US. So it's a good place for me to be and I've found some great people already, so it's good. I'm happy with it. So you did your study in the U.S. before you yep. came here? And yeah. Tell us some story about that. Sure. Um, yeah, I got my bachelor's in Boston at the New England Conservatory, um, which was great. Boston's a really great city for students. Uh, it was a really great first step for me. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in a very small town, so I think... I think for me to have this sort of middle-sized city um, first was really great. Um, then after that, I moved to New York and I studied at the Manus College of Music, uh, which was also great. I had a great teacher there. Um, and I think it's it was there that I really started to move towards this leader art song um, work more uh, because of the 
the intensity or the pressure that the opera scene really holds. Um, especially in New York, I felt that there were so many singers that it, it, it was just like unimaginable to really even have a career there or establish yourself with a big network of people. And, okay. and so I really, even though I worked a lot on art song in Boston as well, in New York, I really realized that I, I do prefer doing this and I, I find more satisfaction from this sort of a process. Um, and yeah, I mean, New York, uh, in the end of my studies, shut down very abruptly due With to COVID. Um, and I spent a little time with my family and a lot of time thinking mm -hmm. about these things, what I wanted to do next. Mm -hmm. um, and somehow I found myself here, which I guess is really great. <laughs> yeah. um, what brought you to think to go to Switzerland? Uh -huh. I mean, there are plenty of countries in, in yeah. Europe. There are... Well, I, I guess like Europe in general has always had uh, a special uh, importance, I guess, uh, for musicians. And, and I always heard uh, that to really make it in, in classical singing, you have to sort of make some sort of attempt in Europe enabled in order to have a big reputation in the US. Um, so I always sort of saw myself making some kind of leap over here. Um, and I have a, a good friend from the States who's studying here as well now. Um, I came here about a year and a half ago to do some work with him. And um, I was able to meet all of the faculty and some of, the, some of my now peers. Uh, and I felt that it was a good fit. Um, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a good size city and a good size school. Um, and there's good opportunities. How did you get into lead? Like which songs you mm -hmm. sing first? I mean, of yeah. course, as singer, you always will have lead as repertoire yeah. training. Do you have any like uh -huh. first love? Or... <laughs> uh, the first big thing was Dichtelio and it was uh -huh. recommended to me by my undergraduate teacher, um, and I, I think she sort of initially wanted me to try a few songs and I really just didn't stop. I learned the full thing. And I think within a year after that, I had performed it a couple times. Um, and I, I don't think it was necessarily even the piece itself that really got me hooked, but mm -hmm. really this, this, uh, the duo and, and the, the, form the connection, itself. Uh -huh. the connection with the pianist, and and how how much simpler that felt mm -hmm. compared to a big production, or you know, having to deal with conductor and stage managers and all these other people. Um, especially as a young musician, I mean, to be able to have these pieces that you can kind of do anywhere and bring anywhere, as long as you have you know a few Your variables. Um, it really, it really drew me in. And I mean, after you study these texts and really get into the language, mm -hmm. yeah, I really got hooked and I really started to find myself relating to these characters and thinking more about these German romantic ideas and not necessarily how they pertain to my own life, but just how that feels and how that 
mm-hmm. what that really means, I guess. Mm-hmm. What's the difference for you between singing opera's character mm-hmm. and projecting yourself into leader's mm-hmm. character? Uh, well, I guess it depends. Um, I wouldn't generalize it across the board. Um, yeah. Because there are a lot of opera characters that I do love and I you know, hope to do down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really like is, is rather than a full story or a, a much more uh, exaggerated uh, storytelling process, I think in Leet it's... it's more of like a snapshot of what's happening in the moment mm-hmm. or a little you know picture of like the action the the most important part mm-hmm. of the story um not always necessarily but it it, it creates um more more options or more possibilities because you're always sort of doing something that's very integral to the story it's there's not really many songs that are just details usually yeah. you're singing the action the real heartbreaking part or or the very romantic part mm-hmm. I, guess. i can relate that to um cycles of songs mm-hmm. like since we start to work on the mm-hmm. i start to see how um, each short songs bring a little parts of action mm-hmm. and yeah. and Uh, transition of emotion into the whole storyline, like mm-hmm. making puzzles all together, mm-hmm. and each part mm-hmm. makes things to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can relate that. Also, there are many songs are out of cycles, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Do you have any preference of uh, of repertoire choosing? Not necessarily, I would never pick one or the other. I think that there's some scenarios where you really want to do a big work. Mm-hmm. Um, But if you're if you're going somewhere and performing for the first time for an audience that you don't know, it's it's difficult to uh, draw in a new audience for 30 minutes or an hour or 90 minutes. I mean, it's cool. really mm-hmm. difficult and very intense. So I find that when you have uh, different characters with different moods and different ideas, uh, it can be a little easier in an unfamiliar sort of scenario. I think personally, in general, I like the cycles more because you really can dig into these characters and, and their full story. I think with individual songs, sometimes there's a little bit to be desired, but it really, really depends. And it really depends on the composer as well. Some composers write bigger songs that tell more of a story, and some, like Schubert, write very short Um, very very short songs that just give you a little like I said picture of what's going on Der Sinn, 
hat sie dich geschickt oder hast mich berückt? Das möchte ich noch wissen, ob sie dich geschickt, ob sie dich geschickt. Nun, wie's auch mag sein, ich gebe mich rein, was ich such, hab ich wunden, wie's immer mag sein. Nach Arbeit ich frug, nun hab ich genug für die Hände, fürs Herz. Drink a Little Lead With Me is a new project. I love our song for its multidimensional beauty in culture, in language, in music, and emotion. I wish to promote art song in a more feel-at-home aesthetic by playing you music, telling you story, and sharing the beauty that we feel. The reason why it is presented as a music podcast. Help Little Lead to go on by buying us a coffee on the page Buy Me a Coffee. You can also buy an extra large coffee to get free download of music tracks of each episode. Thank you very much for listening to this sponsoring message. We will now get back to the podcast. Oh, the whole cycle has 20 songs. Mm -hmm. Am I right? 20 songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, we chose from the number three to number six, which is a very interesting transition because it's still, it's still fresh, it's still... Um, um, the character is still wondering what's gonna yeah. happen, and mm -hmm. and little by little we feel the 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 dram, yeah. drama started. Yeah, the reality starts to kind of set in. Mm -hmm. Inside and outside. I mean, mainly inside. It's mm. really... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like mm -hmm. this this whole piece. Um, yeah. We talked about this a lot because. It's really the story of a young man, and I think especially the story of a young man in this era. Mm -hmm. uh, you can imagine, you know, in the early early part of the 19th century, you if you live in a small village, um, your life is expected to have a lot of work and not really so much fun or play or whatever you want to call it. And, and you grow up sort of preparing for this um, journey that you have to go on to find this work and, and really find your place in the world. And uh, I think the most difficult part of this would be the romantic element or the, the, light, the love um, that you somehow fit into this schedule. And, and if you come from a small village or a small town maybe you only knew two or three uh people your age that could sort of fit this role and if they didn't uh feel yes. the same way about you you're out of luck and in this case it, it created a very large um problem for this guy um yeah so so these four songs i think are particularly interesting because we we see the the real initial reaction to finding this place, which is the mill, 
this very exciting, bustling workplace um, that he just finds. You know, he just stumbles upon it essentially, mm-hmm. um, and you really feel the the naive young character discovering this sort of new place that that really could be the missing piece in life, or could be the the next big thing. Um, and I think that's why ultimately it's so tragic because we see this, this real excitement, this real, um, joy okay. turn into very bitter, uh, you know, questioning, questioning oneself or doubting and really looking everywhere for sabotage or some sort of, a harm. True. Um, yeah. Which is... I mean, the number three, there, was, there, there wasn't this um, questioning or doubt of oneself no, too yet. much. Yet. No, but yet. at the end of the third song mm-hmm. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have this line, Varas Azogemait, what does it all mean? And I think in the third song, it maybe has a... There's a bit of a smile that comes with it. What does mm-hmm. it all mean? I mean, this is so new. It's so, so exciting. So new, so fresh, so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But I think it sort of changes... Um, when he discovers this this girl and what what does it all mean with her mm-hmm. you know she's here as well it's not just about work now my heart is also involved that we do see already in number four right that yeah, the song is like the character <laughs> was singing to the river the brook mm-hmm. and um, yeah yeah so I, I think the the brook is um, is obviously a very, very important character here and um, just emphasizes, I think, his... Uh... Like a mirror, you know, when you look into the water, you see yourself, it's kind yeah. of um, yeah, maybe true. unconscious true. mirror of... <laughs> yeah, sort of asking himself, but also sort of looking for some answers or something. Mm-hmm. And I think the brook gives these artificial answers that, mm-hmm. you know, are just the way nature works and again in this time nature is so so important and it's really the the biggest force in your life that you can imagine Mm -hmm. so it's it's not totally out of out of uh context to imagine the power that nature could have on this Mm -hmm. but in this song there is still this there's still the hope kind of yeah because he sings um did Mm. she send you to me did she Mm. send you to me for me i interpret like this it's like uh he wish Mm. he wishes that um it's the miller's daughter who sent a river to 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 be with him to Mm -hmm. mm. you do have a different interpretation a little bit a little bit I mean, this this middle um, verse, if you will, strophe, it's it's in minor, and and I think that there's a bit of a looking over the shoulder, sort of wondering, you know, are you really my friend? Are you are you really here to help me, or or are you with her? And you're you're both making a joke out of me. Mm. I think there's a case for both. Uh, but I think it's um, I think it's nice to draw these sort of jealous things into the character as well, 
and it, it comes out in the fifth one a lot a lot of this kind of jealous yes that's very obvious and comparing yes. oneself mm-hmm. to the other workers mm-hmm. on the mill yeah um so yeah i mean this is just my interpretation but you know it doesn't it's not set in stone <laughs> For me, the song five, the number five, really has the click of the transition mm, yeah, into. Yeah. It's very clear, like mm-hmm. okay. So before we said there is this, um, still being very naive and um, feeling fresh of thinking someone and mm-hmm. um, little by little transforming into questions, mm-hmm. and then in the fifth one, it's really the jealousy. This is a very yeah. clear sign of. Yeah. Um, love actions, not. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's so I- incredible how in this part, which uh, the, where the the texting, um, and the beautiful maid just say good night to mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When this, she said good night to everybody, and then two times she said good night to everybody. Mm-hmm. The second time was this. Napolitan six uh-huh. score and it's right. like boom. <laughs> it's confirmed. <laughs> I'm in love. Yeah. What should I do? Yeah. Yeah. This transition is. Mm. Oh, it's very mm. sudden, almost like a little like temper tantrum. Like he's kind of having a little fit or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's something. And I, I think it's very relatable. I mean, when you're young, your emotions go up and down very quickly. And one minute you're, you know, so in love. And the next minute you're so sad or so. <laughs> so I, I think it's, it's interesting. And I'm sure that's what Schubert's intention was. I mean, Schubert was by no means an old man, even when he died. So I think he was always sort of in feeling connected with this idea of the wanderer the young man out in the world who doesn't really feel like they fit in always searching for the right place and in the number six it's the first time that he mentioned the words love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean only in the end so, so. Yeah. which i think is also so relatable yeah. like when you're young you you find what you believe is love and and you don't quit like you might get really upset but the next day you're back where you started and you're just still so in love and so curious i mean so so unsure of what what it really is i mean maybe it still is something good mm-hmm. maybe it is maybe it still is my destiny or my fate uh, and i i think it takes another half a dozen songs for him to really take the real turn where he he realizes this isn't going to happen. Thank you. 
mein Arm so schwach, was ich übe, was ich trage, was ich schneide, was ich schlage. Jeder Knoppe tut mir's nach, jeder Knoppe tut mir's nach. Und da sitz ich in der großen Hunde, in der stillen, kühlen Feierstunde. Und der Meister spricht zu allen, euer Werk hat mir gefallen, euer Werk hat mir gefallen. Und das liebe Mädchen sagt, Amen, eine gute Nacht. Amen, eine gute Nacht. Hätt ich tausend Arme zu rühren, könnt ich blausen vier Räder führen, könnt ich wie durch alle our song for you uh, uh it's a little hard to define but i i guess for me personally it's it's the most accessible form of vocal music um because you really can more or less do do what you like with it um there's not so many restrictions per se i mean of course you have to do what the composers wrote but you can kind of program whatever you like together. You can really create a theme or an idea that that is personal to you. Mm -hmm. um, and you can basically do it anywhere. I mean, it's definitely for you and I with guitar. It's, it's practically, you know, accessible to do wherever, wherever is allowed or whatever, you know, with a piano, it's a little more of a process you have to have a nice piano and and more of a space um but this music is is literally designed to be performed in somebody's home or in a you know this sort of like salon uh so it's it's very accessible mm -hmm. you know it's very user-friendly and uh can be done, you know, in like a million different ways. Sure. Which I think is great. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what does it mean to you? Hmm. Like, what do I take from it or what do I get from it or something you mean? Yeah, you like singing theater mm. so much. You even come from the States to yeah. a faraway country yeah. here in Europe just mm. to study this. What is it for you? Yeah. Well, More personally. Yeah. Huh. 
Well, I, th I think uh, on a very personal level, it's, it's a connection with others and, and it's, a, it's a way to feel um, comfortable or more validated in what you feel. I mean, uh, you know, where, where I come from, uh, it's, maybe, it's maybe a little bit um, frowned upon for, for men to be emotional or to be connected with certain feelings. Um, and I felt when I went to college, when I started to study these texts, it, it made me really wonder why, why do we assign these roles to men and women? And, and it doesn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously these things that we try to kind of, these feelings that we try to kind of hide are, are human. And, and it really made me feel more confident to sort of explore myself and not feel any sort of pressures. Um, yeah, and I, I think in a big way, being able to pick my own repertoire uh, is really why it had such a big impact on me. Mm -hmm. um, it was probably subconscious, honestly, but I, I was picking repertoire that was speaking to me. Um, like a personal expression yeah well of course it's it's easier to express something that you understand or that you've felt before um yeah yeah especially when it's just with one person and you really can customize the experience or the the effect yeah does that make sense Kind of. Of course. I mean, anything you say, it's, it's your interpretation, your answer. And yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. okay. No, it's beautiful. Hmm. So it sounds like your choice um, is very um, emphasized by the text, of course, because I mean, you sing, you, you sing the text yeah. and then this is what you look at. I mean, from, from my perspective, that wouldn't be the only unique mm -hmm. things. I mean, I, I listen sure. to the melody. I, I like the titles a lot and mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. the harmony and, and the keys also matters to me. Sure. I mean, yes, it's the nature of my instrument and, and yeah. how I can feel the um, emotion and expression, mm -hmm. right? Like um, yeah. through very special um, modulations or mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. all this connection together. This is sure, mm. especially with Schubert, he really can send you in a direction that you didn't expect. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, in in general, in in any repertoire, mm. uh, that would that would be something that I relate more mm -hmm. um, to mm -hmm. to connect my personal expression or emotion to the music that I want to use in mm. order to output. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, and I, of course, I, I definitely mm -hmm. do the same. I mean, I think no matter what we play, the mm -hmm. priority is sound. I mean, we're putting out a beautiful sound, and I, I would never, I don't know, people will disagree with me, but I would never say text is comes before sound. I think that it's, it's very close. It's mm -hmm. not way below or way above, but I do think that, yeah, the, the primary thing that hits your ear is the mm -hmm. sound, the, the atmosphere that the sound can create. True. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the nature of these texts is it's more personal and more 
maybe it's just this German romantic style speaks to me more than, let's say, the texts Puccini uses. Not to say that these characters aren't very, very compelling. Yeah. Uh, but just on a personal level, I, I think I'm, I'm more, I relate more to these German romantic characters. So you do sing a lot of German songs? Yeah, mm-hmm. almost, almost primarily, yeah. Okay, and how is it for you singing in German? German doesn't really bother me much. I think um, in the in the course of my studies, I studied Italian and French as well as as well as a little bit of um, Spanish and Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I I mean I wouldn't say German is the easiest, but it's by no means the hardest. Um, and I think that from the technical uh, point of view, or for from. Well, I think which? compared to English, which is my uh, primary language, uh, German is perhaps the closest. Um, there's a lot of unique sounds, but for the most part, there's there's nothing that's very far away from what we do in English. So I think it's it's pretty. It's connect better. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. With French and even Italian, there's there's certain certain sounds and certain muscles that they use that we don't use in English, mm-hmm. and it, it's much more challenging. Um, of course, it depends, but I think German in general is is easier for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are a hundred amazing German singers that you know I could listen to all day. So I, I really, mm-hmm. I really attribute a lot of my uh, pronunci- pronunciation uh, insight to these these masters. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just from listening to them so much, you pick up these little nuances that you maybe wouldn't even pick up. You know, in these countries. Um, just because they're so in touch with the text and they really love the text. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing that we lack nowadays is is a real interest in the text. I, I think even German speakers um, just can't relate to it as much uh, because it's not very modern, it's not very current. Um, I find this, especially with Italian repertoire, the, the text is very hard to relate to oftentimes and even uh even uh italian speakers will just not really love speaking these these texts because they just seem sort of outdated or you mean the story and the song isn't something that's um or the expression is not really the way that you speak maybe the way it's expressed all right yeah Mm -hmm. I think is oftentimes seen as sort of unrelatable. I mean, they are poetries. I mean, our of songs course. usually they they take poetries and of I'm like. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just find mm. that singers nowadays they there's something missing with the text. Right. They might have a beautiful voice, but it's not. It, there's mm-hmm. something not convincing about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel true. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, indeed, there is the difference between singing very lyrically, mm-hmm. but um, not telling story. Listening to all these German singers over mm-hmm. and over, and then, because you love listening yeah. to this language, I do relate that with French. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, French re- compared to German is still something much more closer to me, and I use mm-hmm. it since more almost 10 years now. Yeah. I do um, love uh, listening like philosophers talking on interview on YouTube mm-hmm. or conferences. Sure. And, and I can listen to that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> over mm-hmm. and over, mm-hmm. or just like poems, readings, sure. such things. And so for me, like um, French art songs is something that when I play, I hear the text, you know, mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. German song, I have to listen to it. Okay, okay, yeah. interesting. It, it doesn't come in so uh-huh. <laughs> spontaneously uh-huh. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I think French has a different style of, it, it flows in a different way. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe could be why. I mean, German, the, the stereotype of German is it has all these very sharp consonants and very abrupt sounds. And that's not really true, but to a certain extent. No, no, I don't mean by the, the nature of the pronunciation, mm-hmm. but it's just how one language um, is close to 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 me mm-hmm. and so I can project better okay. um, the feelings mm-hmm. or pictures or imaginations on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the language or even like I'm really really happy and I'm very touched that I'm able to mm-hmm. interpret this text mm-hmm. in my way yeah sure in case of playing guitar right, right. yeah right yeah. I like that I think language does make a huge difference Mm. of how we perceive things. Nein, mit meinen Wörtchen 
I just remember our first rehearsal. I don't know if you do remember that. And the first song was Am Feierabend. Uh -huh. I was very surprised. Like I came, I mean, I learned the piece. I know how to play it, you know, but I sort of was expecting a first rehearsal. I just, you know, the first time we played with each other and then go through the thing and then maybe find some ideas, but you were so prepared that you start from the first sounds that you sang was already in the music at the right emotion yes. and for me it was a, a huge amount of music qualities mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. makes me like uh, immediately okay i have to give um, the same amount of the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the thing intensity sure. and yeah. so that we can really do things together mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. That's nice. I was very surprised. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this is one of the songs I've done quite a bit, but I, I think from for me, uh, this process is is a little different because of my vision, and and I don't really depend on scores like other people. Right, might. right. Yeah. It um, sounds like this, the song is already in you, and you can yeah. manipulate it uh, as you want. Yeah. You know. And which is what it's really all about. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if you have the score here, there's something literally in front of you holding you back from really taking it where mm -hmm. it should be taken. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I'm, I don't want to say I'm lucky, but in this regard, I maybe am because I can make this process a little mm -hmm. smoother. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh my God, this guy is making music. I. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. I think that made really the whole difference between, uh -huh. okay, a singer with a guitarist. And yeah. I don't think that I was playing guitar, you know, I had to yeah, give yeah. the same amount yeah. of intensity in order to be at the yeah. equal positions. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's why I, <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's a big part of why I like doing this because I, I take it very seriously. I think other singers, 
they see it as kind of like the, the younger brother of, of opera or something. Like it's, it's not the main focus. You don't really need to do it super well. You know, if, if you do it good enough, that's fine because it's not the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I find this music very, uh, very strong and very, it, it impacts me very deeply. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like to try to, as hard as it is, recreate that for my audience. Right. Um, I mean, it's the biggest challenge of all for us, really, but, but it, it, it's an inspiration for me that, that I find a lot of other singers don't have with this repertoire, which is fine. I mean, they, they can do their opera and <laughs> power to them. Uh, but I just have a slightly different approach to it, which I, I think is, is maybe kind of unique to me. Mm-hmm. Have you played with guitar before? What's the main perception for you? Um, I have not. Um, I've seen some of my colleagues do this kind of work. Um, I always found it very intriguing um, because I think that a lot of the a lot of the sounds of the guitar are closer in nature to the voice, and that it's a more human sort of a quality that the sound has. I, I find that the the modern Steinway type piano is it's too perfect. It's, it's so smooth and all the octaves are almost exactly the same in some sense. Um, I find that with the guitar, similar to like a forte piano sort of thing, there's more colors and more characters that can be... For the articulations or attack of the sounds. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And just within the registers, I think there's more there's more variation in mm-hmm. terms of the character, the, the colors that that can be created. I, I mean, of course, with different pianos, you can create different colors, but with one piano, there's it's limited. And that's by design. I mean, it's, it's made to be perfectly perfect in every way, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think for what we do, it's a little more convincing in this in this form. Yeah, okay. You. Now tell us about your uh, further um, mm-hmm. project and what do you want to do in Switzerland? And uh-huh. do you have some concrete dates already that you want to promote? Okay, sure. Um, mm. Well, I mean, I just very recently moved here, so I don't have necessarily any big dates per se. Um, but uh i mean if anybody wants to like follow my path you know i have instagram of course and i have a website uh um yeah i mean <laughs> we do have this concert on the 14th of may in in Hien, which is close to basel uh-huh. and uh, we will be part of this Mother Day yeah, concert yeah, yeah. in this festival, Schubert Hiat in Hien. And yeah. we will be singing and playing Schubert's male choir with mm-hmm. two tenor and two bass. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is so uh, 
underperformed. I mean, a lot of these, Schubert wrote, you know, thousands of things and most of them are never done, let alone recorded. And I mean, it's really cool to be able to do this kind of project. It's, it's just not very often done, I guess. I don't mm -hmm. know why. I'm very excited to do to do that because, yeah, be like, cool. I mean, the accompaniment is originally written for piano, forte, or mm -hmm. guitar. Yeah, it's already it's... on the scores. I don't have to do arrangement. I'm really yeah. curious to play the originally written guitar mm -hmm. part mm -hmm. um, wow. of okay. Schubert's music. Yeah, yeah, looking forward. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to um, to work with you and have you today in this episode. Thank you. Thank happy, you. Happy to have been here and. Uh, <laughs> It was a great honor to be the first guest. Well, the first official guest. Official or whatever. More you to want come. To <laughs> Thank you for listening to us today. In the next episode, I will invite French soprano Gladys Hupsah to sing with me three lovely and charming French songs. If you don't want to miss it, subscribe now to my channel. Leave a comment here of how you like this episode today and share the episode with your friends. See you in the next Drink a Little Lead with me. Ciao!